Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Gary Talks 2 podcast. Today, I am doing episode 17. 17. Holy mackerel, who'd have thunk it? And in today's magnum opus, I am once again going back to the days of the mid to late 1800s here in America, the time of the events in my historical fiction series, Journey, the Story of an American Family, available on Amazon and BN.com, both of them. Number three will be out next year. We have touched on this in earlier episodes, of course, about how the formation of police departments all over the country were meant primarily to control black populations, both free and enslaved, both in the North and the South. Things like the uh, black laws that we have talked about quite a bit here, and I do so in my uh, books, those laws and laws against assembly were used to intimidate and control. But the ultimate weapon, of course, was extreme violence, ultimate violence, as well we shall uh, see here today. So take my advice and uh, strap in very tightly, boys and girls. This trip may very well get ugly. Well, as I have talked about quite a bit in these podcasts and also in my writing, fear and violence were used in a calculated and organized way to intimidate and control black populations. As I said in an earlier episode, the history of these uh, self-appointed vigilante patrols, so to speak, complete with rosters of white men with a schedule to make sure there's always a presence a threatening and superior presence that, it was hoped anyway, would cow restless people who wanted to breathe free sometime in their lives. It made movement impossible. It made them submissive, made them grateful for not being beaten, make them fear the very air they breathed, make sure they understood that nothing would ever change for them on this earth. And to a certain extent, you have to say it worked. I touch on this violence frequently in Journey, as it was an everyday part of existence for the enslaved. I guess most figured being a slave was better than being dead. Uh, if I can divert here for a minute, as an aside, that is the exact line used in Prager U Kids, but I'll have more on that in the political rant at the end here. But throughout history, a history that is replete with unimaginable human-on-human cruelty and violence, there will always be some who do not go along, who will not be cowed in silence, who will not remain a slave to another man. These are the troublemakers, the people who make uh, reading history exciting. Long before... Uh, any Europeans even knew of North America, epic stories of people who would just not lie down populated the stories of pretty much all cultures. I think everyone would like to break free, 
to speak their minds and live the lives they want and dream of, and simply won't fight back, shrugging and saying, what can I do? It's the way it is. And in American culture, thankfully, there are thousands of these stories, thanks to the courage and spirit of people enslaved after being dragged here from their homelands. There's Harriet Tubman, of course. Almost every American has certainly heard of Miss Tubman and her heroic efforts to uh, bring people to freedom. But there are hundreds, if not thousands, more unsung heroes that worked the Underground Railroad for little or no recognition. The runaways, they, they stowed away. One stole a ship. They risked all for the freedom they dreamed of. One man even shipped himself in a container, a great big box, from the south to Philadelphia. I mean, the list of stories goes on and on and on. And there's a lot of literature out there full of these stories. So if you're interested in reading more, there's plenty of uh, opportunity, and you can see some more on my website. So, so then the problem becomes just how do you you, uh, frighten people who resist your efforts so boldly? Hmm? Well, more on that in a minute. Okay, I am back. In my book, Journey, the one I've been yammering on about here, I touch on the subject of lynching twice. Once, when a slave hunter strings up two very young boys who are fleeing their enslavement and its devastating impact on the uh, characters in my book, and another where lynching is used as an amusement in a very casual way. It was done that way to show the utter contempt that the men had for all blacks. These incidents are shocking. They are. They're very shocking. I uh, I had to stop every five or six words and take a break before I got it all out. But they are far from gratuitous. Violence like this was a common factor in black lives back then, even more so than today. That aspect of existence is also touched upon in Journey. So there's a place uh, that talks about what this uh, ultimate violence was that could be uh, visited, perpetrated upon those who resisted too strongly. It's a very sad and somber building in Montgomery, Alabama. And yet it's beautiful in its own way. It is called the National Memorial for Peace and Justice. It is a stunning museum. Stunning. And within its walls are a very full accounting of most all the lynching that went on, especially after the Civil War, to control and intimidate newly freed blacks. It is, as I said, a very sad and somber place. But it is also a place that all Americans should see. It's that important. 
I can guarantee that the experience will open your eyes, sometimes in an unpleasant and powerful and necessary way. There are reliable and painstaking, painstakingly gathered data on lynchings in America dating back to 1835 when an unfortunate black man in St. Louis, whose name was McIntosh, killed a deputy that was taking him to jail. A crowd gathered, around a thousand according to witnesses, and he was chained to a tree on a street corner there and burned alive. There are many ways to kill someone who resists this lynching. There is the burning alive method. That was kind of popular for a bit. Some are dragged behind vehicles, thrown off of bridges or cliffs. And there's others. They all refer to as lynching, the extrajudicial killing of a person for any reason. So at the Peace and Justice Museum, they have very detailed and accurate records of the lynchings of 4,400 black men and women, children, who were lynched between 1877 and 1950. That's after the Civil War, which I haven't gotten to writing about yet, but it's going to be in Volume 3 out later or out late next year. It doesn't even begin to include the many thousands more that died at the hands of white crowds before then, going back as far as the history of European immigration to the New World. There will never, ever be a full accounting, of course. How could there be? Too many died unrecorded and little-noticed deaths. Kind of like they were never here at all. Okay, boys and girls, and everyone else, it's that very special time again, the time we all wait breathlessly for, the event that keeps us tossing and turning at night in anticipation. That's right. It is time for The Political Rant. Well... Thank you for that. Thank you very much for that. Well, as my regular listener knows out there, there you are, I've been going after a uh, sick bunch of puppies who are trying to indoctrinate America's children. And this is, this is their word. They say they're indoctrinating. It's not mine. But I certainly do agree with them on that. Uh, Earlier in the podcast, I mentioned that Prager is teaching our kids that slavery wasn't all bad. Slavery is, you know, it's just as old as man himself. We didn't invent it. And besides, you know, it's better than being dead. Not sure if I agree with that part of their thinking anyway. Their hateful anti-American views uh, expand from there. 
They teach our kids that climate scientists, I'm not making this up either, are liars that are lying to the public about alternative energy power sources, their reliability, their functionality, everything, everything, everything. As are uh, any parents who try to teach their children about climate change. They're teaching them to think of their parents as liars. Their list of people they disdain and despise is really quite large and growing every day. Pretty much anyone who isn't a rabid MAGA Nazi gets on their their shit list. If you believe children should have their worldview uh, challenged as a means of achieving some growth, you are a liar. If you believe in climate science, then you are a gullible fool. Not an American with another point of view. No, 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 no. Uh -uh. You're the enemy and must be dehumanized and destroyed. They are teaching our children that manipulating media and deliberately spreading misinformation for profit is an honorable thing. And not the activities of truly dangerous people. People who absolutely do not have your best interest or your children's best interest at heart, just theirs. So who are these uh, perfect little pillars of uh, society and culture? Who are they going to go after next? Oh, go on, guess. Go on. I bet you're right. And I bet you're right on the money because it's not that hard to figure out uh, when you think about it. Who are some of the most defenseless and persecuted kids in today's America? It's trans kids, of course. MAGA Nazis seek to deny their very existence and to make sure that they have fewer rights than any other group of, of kids. They're just going on their own fears and prejudices, and I suspect their own fear of what their own sexuality may truly be. They go after these kids, their parents, their teachers, and their doctors in the most vicious ways. Threatening jail, loss of license, all kinds of stuff. Just look at the shameful behavior, recent behavior at Vanderbilt University there in, uh, in Tennessee when the state demanded that all records of treatment for trans kids be handed over to the government. And then there's uh, Rhonda Santis, my favorite Florida drag queen, and his utter virulence and well-publicized virulence towards these Americans. These kids are Americans, people. They're Americans, and one day they're going to be voting. So, back at Prager, they are pushing and pushing very hard on my dad a hideous little video called The Danger of Gender-Affirming Care. I'm not making that up. The Danger of Gender-Affirming Care. And as I've mentioned before, you may remember, I have subscribed to be on their mailing list, something I don't know if I have the stomach to do much longer, to be honest with you. Uh, and this little gem has been appearing in my inbox every day. Usually it's just one one time, one and done. This one's coming every day, sometimes two or three times a day. So according to these perfect people, these children are being, quote, I'm quoting here, pushed into care because of social media and peer pressure, end quote. Now, hmm. 
Where have I heard that line of crap before? Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember now. Whenever a MAGA-Nazi talks, that's right. They are uh, deliriously happy to share this truth with you or anyone else who will hold still and listen. So uh, I want to wrap up today's rant uh, by, again, warning everybody to uh, familiarize yourself with these people. They are not good people. And if they come to a school near you, you need to do something. You do not want your children exposed to this crap. You just don't. So I want to end anyway by uh, by getting a little personal here for a second, if I may. There is a very talented, very loving, very beautiful, very intelligent, and well-read trans kid in my family. It probably is in yours too, whether you know it or not. This child has received nothing but love and support from the whole family, everybody. Because that is what decent people do, America. It really is as simple as that. That's what decent people do. I will simply never, ever understand what sickness sickness it is that drives people to want to control others, to force them to live by their ideals and standards. I just do not get it. I know that sounds naive, but I don't get it. I never will, and I don't want to. These people don't care at all about the children, these trans kids. They only care about forcing their point of view on you and us. Hey, if you don't want to be a trans kid, don't. If you don't like gay marriages, then don't marry a gay person. If you don't like abortion, then I would recommend that you don't get an abortion. It really is that simple. Don't do things you don't agree with. Just don't do them. But do not tell others that they are wrong and they may not do those things. Telling them that is about as un-American as a person can get. So if you know any trans kids, go hug them and let them know they are loved just like all children are loved. So do not go away. Well, that is it for today, my loyal listener. If you are hearing this rant on the podcast, you should know that you can also watch the rant on YouTube by going to uh, Gary Talks Truth. Now, that is a snappy title, don't you think? Once again, if you want your voice heard or your opinion known, simply drop me a line at thepodcast at gvbrights.com or just drop by the site at gary at gvbrights.com where you can see so much more about the Journey series as well as other critically acclaimed works I've done and see how you can help struggling kids in Africa simply by using KU to download the books. 
And I'm also on Facebook at Gary Loves to Write, Twitter and Instagram at Reader Reclusive. So I do truly love hearing from folks out there, and I do respond to all messages, of course, unless you are a maggot. And even then I might. I don't know. If you're not an unfriendly maggot, sure, why not? Okay. Well, as I said, that's it for today, folks. So it's time for me to once again say adios, amigos.